Welcome to AT Parenting Survival Podcast, where you get support and guidance through the chaos of parenting. Here's your host, child therapist, Natasha Daniels. Well, hello there, and welcome to another episode of the AT Parenting Survival Podcast. I feel like I haven't talked to you in a while. It's like we're friends. Um, I took a nice break over the Christmas holidays. I don't normally do that. And I hope that you enjoyed some of the replays that I put up in the last two weeks. Those were some of the most requested and popular downloads of our episodes. So if you haven't checked those out, you can check out the last two weeks. And I hope that your kids are getting back to school okay. For those of you that had a break and your kids are going back, which is the most of us. (laughs) Um, Today was the first day back for my kids and I'm not quite done with that today. I haven't picked them up from school yet. That's in another hour and a half, but it didn't go so well in the morning. (laughs) So I'm hoping it went better at your house. It started last night with Miss Eight crying and saying she like had an epiphany uh, close to bedtime that, wait a minute, tomorrow's Monday? I have to go back to school? It was like this just complete awareness, even though I have been telling her that school is coming and trying to prepare her. And both two out of my three kids did not sleep at all last night. And so Miss Eight-Year-Old was up from 10 p.m. on and did not sleep. And I forgot to lock her iPad, which I normally do, or I do if I feel like there'll be an issue. I just lock it on her sleep app and I didn't do that. And so she was up the entire night. And then Mr. 10 said that he was up most of the night as well, off and on. And they have like a Jack and Jill bedroom. So, you know, they share a bathroom that connects their rooms. And so normally if one of them is up, so is the other. So my kids were exhausted and tired and felt like that was a really good reason for me to let them stay home, which I didn't, even though I felt really bad, I just knew that'd be sending the wrong message that says, Hey, you know, just don't go to sleep and stay up and you'll be rewarded with a day off, which my kids would really capitalize on. So, um, I hope they survived today because I bet they both were really tired, especially miss eight. And I hope that your kids did okay going back to school after transition is very rough for most kids with anxiety and OCD. I mean, it's, it's rough for most kids in general, but for our kids, it's going to be rougher. So just want to send out some extra love for you guys. If you are dealing with that this week, um, today I have a special interview with really one of my favorite AT parenting community members, uh, Catherine has been in the AT parenting community from the very beginning and she has been a joy to have in our community. And the AT Parenting community is a paid membership that people join and we are a smaller tight-knit group. So it's not my large Facebook group. It is my membership community. Um, Sometimes people get those confused and she is very active. She's earned some prizes in the beginning when we started doing prizes in the very beginning. Um, I'm the community has been around now for almost a year. This month, it will be a year. And she has been a founding member. And she's going to talk to you about her struggles. And she is part of this new series that I've been doing, which is a membership spotlight series, where I'm interviewing parents from my community so that you can get the real voice. I mean, you hear my voice and I am a parent raising kids with anxiety and OCD, but I think it's really nice for you to hear from others and 
I'm a storyteller. I learn from stories. I teach with stories and I want to bring other people's stories to you as well. And so I have started to do this the first Tuesday of every month. You hear a story from somebody in my community and they talk to you about their trials and tribulations. They talk about their kids' struggles and they talk about their wins. And what I like about this interview is that, and they're all phenomenal. They're, they're just amazing people and all the interviews were amazing and continue to be amazing. But Catherine brings a lot to the table because she used to be a teacher and she just has this creative, empathetic way about her. You'll see as you listen to our talk. And she is always coming up with very creative interventions and approaches and tools in the community. And what I like about the community in general is that it's not just me, you know, dictating what skills people should use or how you should handle situations. It's a group of parents who have all tried different things and are coming from different perspectives and have had experience in situations that other people are just starting to experience. And so we learn from each other and she has a lot of good ideas. As you'll see in this interview, I actually steal a couple of them. And it's funny because I recorded a lot of these interviews a long time ago. I actually batched them, which means I recorded all of them in one day and I'm dripping them out once a month. So all of these interviews happened a while ago. And I, uh, Catherine gives a great idea about a win board and she'll go into it in our interview today. And I had meant to do it. I think it's a great idea. And so I was on Amazon as I was editing this podcast today, I was on Amazon ordering my whiteboard for my win board and you'll hear all about it. I think it's a good idea. So you can steal it as well. And I hope that you enjoy this episode. Catherine has a daughter who's eight and a son who's five, and she goes into some of her struggles and some of her wins. So without further ado, here is my interview with Catherine. Well, I want to welcome Catherine to the show. Thank you so much for coming on. I really appreciate it. You're very welcome. Nice to be here. Yeah. So um, you are part of the series where I'm bringing in parents from the AT Parenting community because we thought about how a lot of these stories and a lot of um, your struggles and people in the community struggles could really help other people feel motivated and um, inspired. Now, none of our kids are perfect. They all have their struggles, but just hearing real life stories, I think can really help. So you agree to come on and I appreciate that. Could you, um, could you give a little background just about what's going on with your kids? Sure. Yep. So I have a Miss Eight who her anxiety is, it sort of comes and goes a little bit. It's not full on in our house for her, but when she has her moments of sort of separation anxiety, um, she's a bit of an overthinker. So things sort of get a bit too big in her mind, I think, for her. And she gets a lot of tummy pain and that sort of thing that comes with it. Um, so we've been working on that with her. And then I have a Mr. Five who is currently going through an ASD assessment. So a little bit extra with him and his anxiety is much more debilitating. Um, so we have toileting challenges, eating challenges, sensory challenges, and crazy amounts of anger that, um, actually today has been a really bad day for that. So it's sort of, yeah, he, um, he has some fury that is, it's hard for him. It's a little, he's a little person with big feelings and that's tricky. So it's trying to find ways to give them both a voice and a both a slightly easier path and a bit more support. And that's kind of what we've been working on. 
Yeah, and sorry to hear that today's been rough. I know, <laughs> okay. anger, and we were talking about it. We were talking about anger in our um, weekly class in our community, yeah. and you had to go because he was having some <laughs> anger problems. So it was he kind really of was awesome. It was very apt, wasn't it? Yeah, it was yeah. interesting timing. I think he was literally throwing stuff at the wall. At yeah, the time. Like, oh, I gotta yeah, go. <laughs> Well, and you know, I think that's, that's, it's a process. It's like you learn these things and it takes time depending on where they're at, you know, ASD for those that don't know, you know, is, you know, being on the autistic spectrum. So he's got some other struggles that are being assessed as well. So what do you, what do you think are some of your biggest takeaways on the tools that you're learning that are, that are helping? Um, So I think for us, it's, being able to put some language to some of the stuff that's been going on I think because for us we definitely got to a place where you know I could kind of manage my daughter's things a little bit you know I sort of it wasn't too big for us um it was tricky at times but not impossible whereas with my son it was really at a point where we couldn't manage um it was kind of we didn't know where to where to take it and the house had kind of quite a negative energy I felt um and I was feeling a bit lost with it and I wasn't really the sort of mum that I was wanting to be and I was not getting the best from anybody um and so I think the first initial change was just when you talked all about giving the anxiety a name so for my daughter it's a worry cloud and initially when I started all this I was more thinking about her because that was a slightly smaller task and it gave me like a bit more of I felt like I could do a bit more there just to start the my son felt too big at the time I think you know so Yeah, so I started with her and um, and she's super empathetic, like one of the most empathetic people I know. And so she kind of really gets stuff like that. She likes talking about it and she wants to take it all on board and improve. And so when we talked about this worry cloud, she kind of, she took hold of that and we did it. It felt like we were doing it together, you know, so she would, uh, she loved the idea of um, not feeding it and understanding that not only was she was doing something hard, like for example, staying at a party a friend's birthday party without me so she would want me to stay and instead of just me sort of me saying to her oh come on Laura, come on you can go you can go you can do it it was right hang on let's take a little step back and we could then talk about this is your worry cloud so rather than this is you you know this is your worry yeah. cloud and uh, what are your green thoughts we do a lot of green thoughts about trying to think around the problem a little bit so it's things like the mum had my phone number if it you know if I was needed I could be there and that her friends were going to be there and it was to be honest going to be a fun party you know they were making pizzas (laughs) it's going to be good um and then I said and what happens if I come with you and she said I'm going to grow my my worry cloud and so I said and exactly and next time when you want to go off and see a friend just for a play what's your worry cloud going to say and I want you to come with me and your world's going to get smaller and it was for me that power dynamic shifted then that it was about us tackling this together but with her in the driving seat so I had more confidence as a parent to know that putting her in that party without me was manageable for her but I wasn't being horrible because you had that sort of feeling of oh am I doing it wrong am I damaging her you know by forcing her into this situation and obviously it wasn't a too big a step for her I wouldn't have pushed her too hard but I knew I had the confidence enough to go you've got this, you know, go in there and um, it's a, a nice level of challenge. And then when she came out, I was like, and how's your work cloud finished? I'm like, mommy, it's great. It's so, so much smaller and I did it. And it gave us that vocabulary. Um, and I think that sort of positivity that, that I found comes from it is that just that empowerment for everybody to have a bit more control again, 
and take back a bit of right no come on we've got this let's let's tackle it together yeah i love that because i think sometimes people have a hard time seeing the significance of naming it like they think we're just trying to be cute you know or yeah. funny um sometimes there's resistance when I'm working with families, like from the entire family, because they're just kind of like, you're not taking us serious. Like we're having a major problem here. We're not going to just name it this funny name and it'll all go away. <laughs> but you're really, you know, encapsulating the purpose of it, which is to, to, to team with, team up with your daughter and say like, we're, we're doing this together for your worry cloud. We're going to beat your worry cloud together. And mm-hmm. there is a lot of guilt that I think parents have about being mean yeah. or pushing their kids too hard, or having to say no, and their daughter like crying, like, please don't leave me here. But I love the way you just walked her through it. And just, you know, is this your worry cloud? You know, what's your red thoughts? What's your green thoughts? Teaching her how to think, like really reshape the way she thinks. And then celebrating afterwards. The other thing that you did that I thought was amazing was like, you got her to see the bigger picture, which I think is really hard for little kids to do, but easy if we can do it for them to say, Mm -hmm. what's this going to look like? So now next time you go just for a play date, what's that going to look like? You know, what's your worry cloud going to say to that? And getting her to see how it's never going to end. I thought was wonderful. Yeah. I think it gives her that bit more sort of perspective on it, doesn't it? And you can kind of, you understand the purpose behind what you're doing. And I think when you have a purpose to something, it's so much easier to to stick to it and to follow it through and I think that that definitely definitely helps I think yeah. she kind of then she sort of took it then to the next level because when we talked about like the green thoughts and the different things we can we can put together to, to sort of bring her make her worry cloud smaller and all the different things we can do like the challenges or the talk green thoughts red thoughts and she was oh because she was into baking at the time she's like mommy oh it's like it's like making a cake and you can't just put everything in a bowl and expect to see a cake you know you've got to mix it and add the right amount and then you've got to wait a bit and then you've got to bake it and then you get it out and then you've got to wait again because it's got to cool and then so she said man that's that's a bit like you know when you when you're crushing that worry and then she said and then if you get to do the icing and the sprinkles on top that's when you've really squashed it oh my gosh (laughs) what an awesome analogy I know. She's seven or eight? Yeah, just she's just turned eight. Yeah. Oh my gosh, that's that's brilliant. I really love that analogy. She's <laughs> getting know. it. Like she's really yeah. getting it on a deep level, which is yeah. so good. Yeah, and you can see it. Like she's just in and obviously, you know, she has those moments where that doesn't happen. It's not like, you know, <laughs> fairyland where suddenly everything's fixed. And there are days when I look at her and go, Okay, it's not gonna the challenge isn't gonna happen today or um she just looks at me and we've just got that like you know you just know it's like okay that's okay and and instead of beating ourselves up about it you know we talk about being the farmer and planting the seed and that that's what we're doing a little bit at a time and some days we're a bit all out aren't we I know we all have those days where it's been really hard yeah so it's just you've got to allow yourself that space for that to be okay and I think as a mum I've definitely taken that as well that I think I beat myself up less about, you know, sort of, sort of not sweating the small stuff as much and just looking at it as a bigger perspective, you know, and that you might not get to ice the cakes, I think, as she would say, sometimes you just get to you get a bite of cake a little bit, that's okay. You know, it's kind of yeah. taking it a little bit at a time. Yeah, and realizing that that's kind of normal. I think when you're in a community yeah. of other parents who are yeah. in the same boat and you see their wins and you see their struggles, you realize mm-hmm. that really the 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 role for us as parents is bigger than just what skills we need to like spoon feed our kids or like what treatment do we need to give our kids. It's like really revamping your family dynamics and your mindset 
and encouraging them to, to face their fears, but also working on yourself, like your expectations and knowing that there's only so much you can do. And sometimes you are getting a bit of cake. Sometimes you're not even getting cake at all. Sometimes the cake is being thrown at you and you're like, what's going on here? (laughs) Yeah, so true. (laughs) And then all, all that you can do is get the support of how do I react to that? You know, what do I do with this? And, you know, and then dust yourself off or dust the crumbs off and then start again tomorrow, which can be hard. Yeah. Um, And I think it's finding that positivity where you can, like in the little tiny bits. Like I was so we have a celebration board in our in our playroom. It's a massive whiteboard. It's on the wall with lots of different colored pens, you know, because it is quite fun writing on a whiteboard. I, the kids love it. <laughs> it's they like do. a nice thing. Just, it's quite too. therapeutic, like just doing it, I think. It is. Um, so uh, they're, and they're easily accessible so kiddies can grab them at any time and they can write stuff up. And I started that because obviously we do our, our weekly wins like with you guys as part of the community. And also along the way, we it's nice, isn't it, when we hear about our little wins and we encourage each other. And sometimes it's, I know my week, when this week was was tiny it was just having a 10 minute cuddle at the end of what's been a really rubbishy week and other days it's like a big huge step you know like the analogy of the cake that my daughter was able to to use and so the board sort of started as as being celebrations of sort of crushing the worry or crushing the anger and then I kind of realized that there were other little things that were happening that weren't necessarily to do with that but were still really worth being on the board and being up there as a little you know and you've had a bit of a bad day and you go in it's all different colors and that we try and do it for each other so it's not just I'm writing them for the kiddies but they can write one for me probably I did some great cooking yesterday thumbs up for me um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, and daddy did some good driving so daddy gets a, a tick for that so it's it can be anything you know it can be something really tiny um or it can be and it can also be to do with the anxiety and then suddenly you have this literally like a wall of sort of positivity um and again I think that's that's what's really changed that sense of positivity coming in and that feeling again it puts you in the driving seat of going no I'm going to look at what's gone well and try and hold on to it for a bit longer because sometimes I think you know if it happens first thing and then it you know then you've had stuff thrown at you all day and you get to the end of the day and that little win that happened is is gone you can't remember it whereas it's there in a color on a wall and I take photos when it's full and then we rub them out and then I keep the photos of what we had so we have like a little thing of all the different celebrations I'm totally gonna steal that I love that. You know, and it's so funny because we do the wins in the community and I never thought about doing them at home. Like, it's just so like, what a great idea to put that up there and have that visual. I think when, especially when things are going hard and do your kids like spontaneously go and write on the board? Uh, Yeah, they're getting better. It's taking a little, just take a little while. At first it was a bit more, we did the first time I did it, we did sort of sections for each person and then that got a bit, bit tricky so I was like actually no we don't need to do that it can just be a general board so now it is we just write celebrations in the middle and they'll yeah sometimes they'll go and I'll go and I'll be like oh look mommy's done something well or it's a nice moment as well to go with them to the board and like do you want to write it or should I write it and you know it it, it sort of emphasizes that positivity with them as well yeah I I'm gonna do that I think that's great <laughs> I think it's great and you brought up a really good point too is that Sometimes in this journey of anxiety or OCD, like that's all we see. That's all we're focusing on. And, and just because it's so exhausting and we want to help our kids, 
sometimes that's all we can really see. So we're celebrating anxiety and OCD. We're fighting anxiety and OCD and we're, we're talking about anxiety and OCD and there's no space for anything else. And so I love that your board is for anything because our kids, that's just one small dimension of who our kids are. There's just so many other aspects. Yeah, definitely. And I think it's easy to, to miss them sometimes. And I, I know it really helps me on my, my rough days to sort of just go and stand in there for a minute and go, look, there is stuff that's happening. And like you're always saying about planting a seed and those seeds are there and they are starting, you know, they are growing. And just sometimes I think it's easy to miss them through no one's fault. You know, you're just tired and it's, it's hard. And um, certainly like my, my eight year old has, has taken to this, like, you know, duck to water and it's not been the same for my, for my five-year-old at all. But even within that, I just, I just don't feel so lonely with it. And I think that's the key. And that's why I think what the board represents as well is that it's not just me fighting this awful battle. It's all these nice things that are sort of building a bigger, a bigger picture. Yeah. And everyone's involved in it, which is nice yes. too. Yeah, I like that. Nice. And kids are so different. And so what, what might work for one child is like not going to work for another. And I think that's, that's also why it's good to just get all these ideas and approaches and see what sticks for one child because it sounds like your daughter and your son are like completely different people. <laughs> right. <laughs> and in my house too, like all three of my kids, I just wish they could just be, you know, all the same. And then I can just find the magic sauce and oh, be done be good. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like here, here's sauce for you, sauce for you, sauce for you, but they're all different. And yeah. so it's like what, what works for one doesn't work for the other, which keeps it fresh, but also can be a struggle when you're doing something with her and, you know, your son seems wired differently. And so it's going to yeah. take different time, different approaches for him. And I think, yeah, I kind of, with him, we've worked really hard on getting to the, the sort of core fear of his, because his, I remember you used once, I think it was like an octopus with all the different tentacles coming off, like all the different like sort of subheadings of the, what actually is going on. And I think with him, because all the separate issues, I mean, it's, so with the toileting, the eating and the clothing, they're things you can't avoid. They happen every day. They're like, you know, kind yeah. of compulsory. And it's so easy to get dragged into them separately as you're trying to make your way. And I think, although I haven't done as much work with him on like a bigger level, like I have with my eight-year-old, with him, it's just been about an awareness of right. So his core fear is things being different and, and change. And that resonates throughout so many things. And sometimes just that is enough. And I kind of, I've, I'm not trying to, because with my eight-year-old, I could kind of push her through a bit faster. Like, you know, we could get there. And with him, it, that's just not how he how he does things. It's very slow and lots of being detective and kind of taking it back to those basics. Um, yeah, but good work. I mean, I think when yeah. you're when you're really like just starting out, you know, and the field is like just not even like ready for produce, if we're going to use this analogy, <laughs> it's it seems like hard work with little payback. But the when people don't do that, you know, when you're like, you're helping him develop a language for his emotions and you're helping him connect his mind body. Like when he's angry, you know, it's because maybe of this and giving him the tools, like you created this really cool. And we'll talk about this in a second, but you're very creative. You come up with really good ideas. So, <laughs> you know, after school, you notice was a big problem. And so you posted in our private group, like these cool um, sensory boxes that you're doing that uh, yes. are very neat. To, yeah. to like kind of be proactive and tell him like, sometimes you come home and you're not okay. And so here, but you know, yeah. and hopefully that's him at five when he's eight or nine, he will seek that out because you, you train him to do that. Yeah, definitely. I think he was, um, yeah, massively struggling with the 
transition into the house and I think because you've you've trained us very well to do our detective skills and I think it just makes you that bit more aware like instead of just getting frustrated with it you're like right okay let's take a minute and work out what what, you know where's the trigger where's it's happening and I couldn't all it was was as soon as the front door shut that was like someone took the lid off a shaken up fizzy cola bottle and it exploded yeah Uh, and so yeah so I put these little boxes in I tried to make them sensory because he had some sensory stuff so um like yesterday's I got the kids love collecting conkers so (laughs) conquer obsessed and so I put little um, stickers on some of them and hid them and they had to find the ones with stickers and so it was nice sensory because he was getting his hands in and it was like weight on his hands and it was also focused and it nine times out of ten it's made a really big difference um but again like I don't want to try to paint this like today was a disaster absolute disaster I'd put like his blackout tent up and he came in and um, he threw the little card of what to do across the room. They went and ripped it up. And then he went and he went and turned all the lights on and made it as light as he could in complete, you know, opposite <laughs> of what I tried to do. Yeah, dark and tent? So, no. Light no, tent. No, no, exactly. Yeah. Um, so, you know, I'm not, it's, it's okay if it doesn't always work. And then, and so today I just sat with that and, um, you know, it, it ended with him falling asleep on me um, after a huge meltdown. So, but instead of that being like oh great you know the box before I think I would have been like oh that was a stupid idea why did I do that you know it's all my fault that didn't work it was like actually I know it's worked and today's been a rough day and that's okay and I think you've taught us that very well as well that kind of be be accepting of that 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 when you've done something well celebrate it and if it doesn't then work it's that's okay it doesn't mean it's a complete disaster (laughs) you know you still made a positive impact and I know that they the boxes are helping and today was just a just a bad day. Yeah, well, you're definitely getting my messages because I could just tell you parenting (laughs) is so good and and so true because I think often when things quote unquote don't work, Mm -hmm. we look at ourselves and say like, well, you know, what did I do wrong or did I not do the boxes right or is this approach dumb or is this not working? Instead of just saying, you know what, the child's dysregulated and today he was just too dysregulated for anything to work. And so he needed to get it out. And then he fell asleep on me, you know, and not every day is going to be a feel good day. Sometimes our kids are just not there and there's nothing that we can do to prevent that. But we still offer them the tools. And when you do that over and over again, I've seen that even in my own home, they start to adapt. You know, my nine-year-old, well, actually he's 10 now. He just had his birthday. So Mr. 10, you know, like for the longest time, I was like, when you're raging, you need to go to a zone. You know, we talk about zones. And so I would say, you know, find your zone and, you know, zones are stupid. And, you know, he would rage and he would destroy things. And I could have easily just been like, well, this is a stupid idea. I'm failing as a mom. I'm failing as a therapist. I'm failing as a human being, but yeah, it's, a slippery slope. it's very quick, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> it spirals down really, really yeah. fast. But I was like, you know, I'm just going to keep doing it and maybe it'll stick. And now finally, you know, like between nine and 10, most of the time, even like in the last, I would say like four weeks when he's raging, um, he will walk away. He'll go in his big, uh, um, bean bag or he'll go upstairs. I'm like, where were you? And he's like, I was resetting mom. And I'm like, Oh Oh. my gosh, somebody get (laughs) the celebration now. This is crazy. So it does work. It just, sometimes it takes time. And I mean, it sounds like even with Mr. Five, it's working more than it's not, which is actually pretty surprising. No, absolutely. And I think it makes you grateful for those those points. And we've done a um we've got some raffle tickets going for for rewards. And I've I don't actually know, you might not agree with what I'm doing actually, but what we've done is we've done it as a for the first one as a joint 
efforts that uh, they want to have a new audiobook to listen to um, and they have different very different tastes obviously they'll have one each for this and so the aim was they have to get just 20 tickets but they're doing it together because there's been a lot of um because he's been quite aggressive it's been difficult yeah it's been difficult and my empathetic eight-year-old is putting up with a lot and I felt like it would be a nice way to bring them together that they're both working towards a target so for now and won't always do it like this but for this one we decided to do a joint I like that. Really nice. Yeah, I wasn't sure. <laughs> it's like it's obviously. I know. I like that. I've but... done that too. I I had okay. My, I had my two youngest ones. They both wanted um, like a gaming system, and mm-hmm. we were not going to get it. And it actually took them nine months. Um, and it was a side thing, but they had to earn tickets for it. And you know, yeah. each ticket was a dollar towards it, and it was really expensive. Mm-hmm. But. Mm-hmm. They did. It was less fighting. It was more encouraging because they wanted to get. They wanted their sibling to get the ticket too. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think it makes a nice sort of feel in the house. It's like a nice environment then for them to be doing it together. Yeah, it definitely so, fosters yeah. some sibling um, teamwork instead of them pitting each yeah. other. So. <laughs> much much better. <laughs> yeah. Well, it seems like you have a lot of good skills and you're applying them and you're creative. And so you you teach us a lot. You know, a lot of times you'll post something and I'll think, oh my. Well, actually, even just talking to you right now, I'm like, windboard. Okay, I need to do that. <laughs> so you're like the creative member. Like, I, you always have some good stuff. So oh, we appreciate you. that. Oh, no, it's, honestly, it's been amazing to be a part of it. Um, I'm incredibly grateful. Yeah, I'm in such a different place to where I was before. I, I got recommended to you by my occupational therapist to my son. She said, I'll just go and check out oh, this, really? uh, this website. Funny. And that's how it started for me. So I went and did the website and then yeah it went from there and did one of your awesome courses as well um which was was really helpful for my that was for me actually I did one for myself I did the social anxiety one for myself yeah um and so yeah it's just that's how I sort of got into it and it's just been it has been honestly life-changing and I'm I'm hugely grateful to you for everything you've done for us so thank you see and look at you with your social anxiety I know I know it works. <laughs> Don't say it out loud. <laughs> I, know. I totally get it. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for coming on. I really appreciate it. Uh, you're welcome. Well, I hope you enjoyed my conversation with Catherine. Um, as you can tell, she is just a joy to talk to and has a, a lot of really great ideas and offers those all the time in the AT parenting community. So I hope that you got some, um, some good takeaways from that. And at the very least, it's nice to know that you're not alone. And here's somebody else who sounds like they're living your life or some of your life. And in a lot of ways, that's just very comforting and validating to know that you're not the only one struggling and you're not the only one trying to deal with things that maybe your friends or relatives don't get. So the AT parenting community is closed right now. I have changed it so that I am only opening the doors to invite new members a few times a year. And they're currently closed. You can't join. But if you are wanting to be a member and we would love to have you, uh, I try to keep it close that we can really focus on the current members that are there and we don't have people just constantly coming in. But then I open the doors for a week. I let new people in and then it closes for a few months again. So we would love to have you in there. I plan on opening the doors again the first week of February and just for a few days, I think just for a week in February. So you might miss it if you're not thinking about it. If you want to get on the wait list, I do always keep a wait list. So you can join the wait list and then I notify my wait list and make sure that you don't miss it. And they actually get notified a day in advance. And sometimes I throw some bonuses at the wait list. They get little goodies or something extra 
that other people don't get. So you want to be on the wait list. And to do that, you can just text the number 44222 and text all one word, AT parent. That's AT parent. Um, because this AT parenting survival podcast, the AT is a long story. I'm not going to go into it right now. If you've listened to me forever, you know why it's called AT, but just text AT parent. And then you just put your email in and I will add you to the list. You'll get a confirmation email. If you don't get the confirmation email, check your spam because sometimes my emails like to live in there. Cause I send emails out to large numbers of people. So that's what happens when you do that. And I will let you know when that starts, when the doors open, um, because they're going to open and they're going to close pretty quickly. So I hope that you are having a fantastic day. I hope you're enjoying my podcast. And if you are, it is always nice. I think to give back. That's my, um, that's kind of my life philosophy is, you know, I get, and I give, and I hope that's yours as well. So if you've been listening to my podcast for all of 2019 and it's 2020, or even if you just found me and you're like, Oh my gosh, this is so helpful. Um, please take the time to even just hit a star on iTunes. Believe it or not, just hitting a star on iTunes is giving back to the show because that affects how it's ranked. And so more people will see it and more parents will get the help they need. The more iTunes wants to kind of um, highlight the show. It also can help on Google Play or Stitcher or wherever you consume your podcasts. If you have a few extra seconds and you want to leave a review, that's even better. And I thank you in advance because that lets parents specifically know why they should listen to this podcast. Podcasts take our time away from other things that we have to do. And so parents um, are understandably picky about who they're going to listen to. So leaving a little comment about how it's helped you helps other parents know that this has some value to it. So to show my gratitude, I always try to end my show reading one of them. I would like to thank Bearcat04 for writing a review. She wrote, finally, so wonderful to finally hear someone who can offer me advice and encouragement for working with my anxious child. Thank you. Well, thank you for taking the time to write a review. I really appreciate it. And if you have something kind to say, maybe I'll be reading your review next time. So don't forget to find the sparkle in everything you do. I'll talk to you again next Tuesday. Take care. Thank you for listening to AT Parenting Survival Podcast. For more tips and parenting support, visit anxioustoddlers.com.